Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to our monthly Pharma Pack podcast, bringing you all the latest insights into the world of pharmaceutical packaging and drug delivery. Today's podcast marks the first of an exclusive three-part series in partnership with one of Northern Europe's oldest academic institutions, Lund University in Sweden in which we focus our attention on the progress the industry has made in shifting from product-centred to patient-centred design processes for pharmaceutical packaging and what challenges it is facing in doing so. I'm very happy to say that I have with me here Giannacarli Lorenzini, postdoctoral research fellow, packaging logistics at Lund University. Jana is conducting a research project entitled Patient-Centred Pharmaceutical Packaging Design for Enhanced Life Quality of Older People, funded by Camprad Family Foundation. Jana, first of all, a very warm welcome to you and thanks for joining us here in this podcast series. Hello, Gareth. Thank you for welcoming me. And it's really nice to be here participating in this uh, podcast series. And it's actually great to have you with us. So, Janet, you're currently working on this project focusing on patient-centric pharmaceutical packaging design and that's geared specifically towards enhancing the quality of life of older patients. Could you first of all tell us a little about the inspiration behind this project and what you're aiming to achieve with it? Now I'm working in this postdoctoral project and it's called Patient-Centered Pharmaceutical Packaging Design for Enhanced Life Quality of Older People. And it started in 2018 and it will end in August this year. I got the research grants, as you said, from Family Comprad Foundation to do this research just after I finished my PhD. And the inspiration to do this postdoc relates to this previous research that I did for my PhD, actually. So when doing the PhD, I started collecting and reviewing all the previous research published about older people, and they reported problems they face with medication packaging. I guess we all know someone, especially older people, who like struggle to open their bottles of pills and, and so on. So it was quite intriguing to find out that since the 80s, scholars have been studying very similar issues with pharmaceutical packaging. Difficulties to open packaging, difficulties to read instructions, trade-offs between having senior-friendly package that is also child-resistant and etc. All these functional problems create frustration, you know, with the treatment and ultimately it leads to lack of adherence. So the previous research did not cover the routines people follow at home to take their treatment and to manage their packaging. So in this postdoc, I'm focusing on exploring more about how these older people manage their treatment at home, and especially older people with multiple medications and chronic diseases, because they have these like, you no know, treatments for many years of their lives, and it impacts a lot, actually, in their lives. In addition to that, I learned in my PhD research that the pharma industry has had quite traditional approach to pharma packaging. You know, it's really protective of the drug. It's really highly regulated and it changes usually a bit slower than other industries. So in the current project, I want to know more about the efforts companies have made to address patient centricity and to understand what they do to understand user needs and so on. So I have also talked with startup companies working with innovation, not only in pharma packaging, but in self-care in, in general. 
And this has been quite positive to see that there is more interest nowadays on the topic of patient centricity. And I think it's very much needed. Patient centricity is a buzzword in the industry at the moment. It's very much on trend. And as you mentioned, pharma companies have focused on traditional packaging. And obviously, there's lots of regulatory implications around that. But when it comes to patient-centric packaging, how would you best define that? Yeah, I agree with you. That's a buzzword and it's uh, sometimes difficult to frame it. But patient-centric packaging to me, it refers to a, like a holistic understanding of what constitutes to be or to become a patient and to have to handle a certain treatment in your life. So it implies in adding this treatment to your routines. And I think packaging should be a source of information and a tool to facilitate taking the treatment and being successful with that. We need to understand that patients might not only have like one medication to handle, but maybe 10, 15 medications. So how is that to deal with that for many years of your life or perhaps your whole life every single day? How can we facilitate and optimize this process? So in my studies now, it became like evidence that people get frustrated when seeing that they have so many medications to take and they want to manage everything independently, but sometimes they fail to deal with the pharma packaging in their day-to-day. Many people, they are quite clever and determined to use any household tools like nut crackers, open bottles and so on. But I always ask, has it to be like that? And asking these questions, you know, like, how can we facilitate the process and so on? I think that's already starting to think about the patient. And patient centricity relates to designing the overall treatment, as I said, so not only the packaging around the patient needs and understanding that people are not the same. There are different ranges of capabilities. And one important aspect here is also to think about designing pharma packaging that work well through generations so that you don't need adaptations or different packaging for someone that is 30 years old and someone that's like 80 years old, you know, you need to design a package. You can, let's say, grow old with the treatment and grow old with that packaging. As you know, Jan, before the packaging, there's the product. Obviously, we have to pay a lot of attention to what's going into the packaging before it's developed. What important changes have you seen in the past decades in the way drugs and treatments have been developed and delivered to patients? And how have those changes impacted changes in pharma packaging development? Well, I'll not mention like specific drugs, but in general, there is more attention now to self-care to the use of complex drug regimens at home. So we have seen a lot of evolution in treatments for chronic diseases where the patient takes a big responsibility for the treatment. For instance, like diabetes, cancer, you know, also Alzheimer's disease. And for those like managing the treatment can become a real challenge if not thought through, you know. And transferring the responsibility of self-care to the patient also means this patient needs to rely on other sources of information when being there, you know, with this medication to take, for instance. And the patient needs to feel comfortable also in doing it. So therefore, I think that packaging plays a key role here. And you also asked like about these impacts of these changes in pharma packaging development. As I see it, many of these treatments, they have not only focus on pharma packaging, but also on devices for which the regulatory process is different and requires more like usability studies. And I think in the end, it impacts positively 
to increase patient centricity. So in my research, I didn't look specifically to any specific diseases, but I have seen that, for instance, diabetes is a good example where we have seen like many changes and evolution in how the treatment is administered by the patient and how this is important for these patients in the end, giving confidence and control of your own life and also independence to do it by yourself. And something that you also want to preserve when you become older is to continue to be able or capable of taking your treatment as long as possible. But, you know, it's not all treatments that has been like that. So for other treatments, the traditional product-centered approach still prevails and packaging is seen as a protective shell and also a cost. So we have a lot of oral dosage treatments that are still like have a very traditional view of packaging. And in terms of the needs of the patients, Jan, I mean, I presume that these do change along the way. I mean, if that is the case, how has the industry worked to tackle these changes to better meet these evolving needs of patients? Intrinsic needs are still the same, I would say. You still want to be like a person with a life, despite having like a condition that demands a certain treatment. Understanding general, patients want a smooth process, like tools that facilitate it. For instance, like in, in my study with the older patients, you know, I had patients that recently have had a stroke. And so they are in this process of understanding, you know, the day before they didn't have any medication to take and they didn't have any condition and, you know, they didn't have a stroke. And then they had this incident of stroke. And then after that, you know, the, their whole life changed and they needed to adapt to that. So this process can be really rough. So how do you make it smoother, like when giving like treatment to, to patients? But of course, there are other things that we have seen like in general, like changing life habits lifestyles and technology have evolved a lot and in general i think we are surrounded by digital products and services that are personalized they are on demand people are getting so used to that and they also want to have that applied to their healthcare products for instance if we just move a little bit and think about what's happened to banks a lot is done now through mobile phones you know you rarely need to go to the physical bank here in Sweden, for instance, where I live, many restaurants do not even accept cash anymore. So you pay either by card or through your phone or your smartwatch. And in healthcare, with the pandemic, it has increased a lot the number, for instance, of appointments with doctors through video meetings, you know, because again, people want on-demand services. But some of these changes, they have happened at a fast pace. And this is quite challenging for the pharma industry, as I see it, because the pharma industry is built on drug development process that can take like one, two decades. And nevertheless, we hear a lot about connectivity in pharma packaging. So, for instance, to promote track and trace and security in the supply chain, but also connectivity applies to personalization of treatment. So maybe the packaging in pharma still looks similar. But you can now connect the packaging with a mobile application that's based on, let's say, inputs data added by the patient. So we are seeing more that this patient gets information, advices, and so on about the treatment that's designed to his or her own needs. And this means it's happening now, you know, but more in the future even. The treatment will fit better with the patient's life and opposite to the patient having to remanage and adapt his whole life to fit the treatment. 
And just to finish answering this question, also in my current postdoc project, I'm conducting like one final study with these startup companies, as I said in the beginning. And I see a lot is happening in terms of innovation healthcare. And it's exciting to see great ideas gaining shape. And the startups, they can move and adapt faster than larger corporations, but they also need to scale up at a certain point. And so I think partnerships, we see they are becoming really important in this field. I see. Jana, despite the ongoing development that is ensuing, why do you think there are still some problems and issues around pharmaceutical packaging? I mean, for instance, you mentioned earlier the difficulty in opening packaging. This seems to be a, a constant theme. Yes, that's true. And I think the pharma industry in general is perhaps slower than other industries to make changes in packaging. And that can be explained by the way the drug development process is made and also how the regulatory process that accompanies it uh, works. So once you have a package that's approved for a drug, you may not want to change it and go through like all the regulatory process again. Even though there are like opportunities for changes when new modes of treatment are developed, if you have like an approved package in your portfolio that really fits with a certain formulation, you'll not spend the time designing a new packaging, you know? And a lot of this comes from the interviews I did previously for my PhD with the pharma and packaging industry. And of course, that seems quite logical. However, it's not always compatible with what we have seen in terms of new trends that, you know, I just mentioned before, and also like aging population, more people living alone, taking this treatment at home, you know, living with chronic diseases and so on. And additionally, if we think about the regulation that exists today, if we think about like child resistance packaging, for instance, these regulations, they were made and established in the 70s in the USA. And it has always been like a trade-off to make packaging senior-friendly as well as child-resistant. So it's like a seesaw. How do you keep this balance, you know? How do you make it work? And the demands that we have for approval are weaker for senior-friendliness. So I don't like to say it, but a lot comes also to what is required in the end. And it means like which laws and rules are in place. So they have a great influence. Yeah, you mentioned these trade-offs along the way when developing and deciding about the packaging, etc. If that's the case, how can design processes adapt to ensure a patient-centric focus that isn't diluted or even lost altogether? Yeah, I think ticking like all these multiple boxes might be really difficult. So I cannot ignore that. And sometimes it's easier for me to just say, yeah, we need more patient centricity, but how to make it? We need several brains working on that. And designing packaging in general always means you have these trade-offs along the way. So many decisions to balance and priorities to be made. And in pharma packaging, many choices, at least now, they end up being made without the consideration of the one taking or administering the treatment in the end. So, yeah, of course, the cost of the packaging will always be a priority and many great ideas, they end up in the drawer because they are considered expensive or they are too time consuming in the process of drug development. That's already very long and costly. You know, you, you don't want to delay a new drug to be in the market because you don't want to spend like a decade developing just the packaging. So how to balance that? In addition to that, 
patient centricity is not assigned from the top of the organization and is not from the start in the company's DNA, let's say. This is also something that I heard from people I interviewed previously. And this responsibility for patient centricity is perhaps not assigned to one specific person or like or a group of people that advocate for that in the, in the organization. And nor is that like a shared responsibility among different departments. Then we need to ask who responds for that actually. And if we think like to a, a very similar reflection can be made to like sustainability. Companies now they have been discussing on how to implement that in relation to their packaging development processes. And it's quite hard to do it because sustainability was, again, not a concern previously, or it was not in the company's core from the start. And it's quite similar for patient centricity. We talk a lot about that now. We see these trends. We see a lot of digital transformation happening. How do we bring that to a business that was not designed and planned like that? To make it matter, I think, demands harder efforts. It depends like structural changes and so on. And I think the situation for pharma will change if there were like more attention to improved patient outcomes. And I think also like, I don't see that one single pharma company will push for the change, you know? It's not like a one-man job. Uh, it's necessary that several actors participate, like governments, healthcare payers, you know, and patient associations and, and, and then the companies and the industry in the discussion and work for the change to our patient centricity and inclusive design. Jana, thank you very much. You've really set the scene for this series and I look forward to moving forwards with you as, as, as we go a bit deeper into this subject. Yes, thank you. These questions and reflections are quite relevant. Totally agree. That's it for this edition of the PharmaPack podcast. Next month, Jana and I, along with other industry experts, will be discussing how evolving drug development and the steady rise of biologics is affecting the specialist art form that is clinical trial packaging, not to be missed. Thanks as always for listening, and we wish you a very pleasant day ahead. Music